0: Hey, this is Ronja Kaminsky from The Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany. And you're listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden-Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden-Taylor and... Nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstmann. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition!
1: Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin.
2: Alright, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast, and Lee, who do we have on today? We have,
0: um, Dr. Fuck, Ralph Fiera, um, Dr. Probably Getting Fucking Pissed because, um, we almost didn't do this thing because someone was screwing up and I think that was me, and, <laughs> um, and then... And then because of that, someone else was going to go to bed, and that was you. (laughs) But someone kind of saved the day, and that's someone with intelligence, which is the good doctor.
3: Hey, smack my gob!
0: So, yeah. You were smacking many gobs today. (laughs)
2: Ooh. Oh, boy. What's up? What's up, guys? um nice to have Um, you back on here uh ralph i missed you brother
3: thank you you, mark i appreciate it
2: (laughs) yeah man with all the drama going on facebook i i know i'm an asshole sometimes and i try not to be sometimes it happens (laughs) Uh, but uh so um i heard you guys did a fairport convention or fairport or whatever it is (laughs) you liked it more you liked it more than i did ralph (laughs) Yeah, I dug it. I really like that chick's voice. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Lee hates it because I hate it. All right, well, let's get into this album because you don't have much time. Uh, we're doing The Rods, Let Them Eat Metal, which I've never heard before Lee told me we were doing this album, and I'll give you my opinion as we go through it. Uh, Ralph, did you pick this album? No, Lee did. Lee did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Ralph, how did you get into this band?
3: Oh, way back in the day, um, I first bought the Rod's live album, and I loved it so much. I went and bought every album they ever did, and, uh, this is a great one. And, uh, yeah, I absolutely love this album. No, This band is, uh, no frills, uh, you know, it's a special album, like, just that time. All these bands from back then. There was no thrash, there was no speed metal, there was no categories, this was just, do you hear that noise?
2: Yeah, I think it's Lee trying to get back on.
0: (laughs) No, I'm here.
2: Oh, okay. All right. There we go.
0: Might have been, might have been, um, been my, my weird, um, slash. All
2: right, go ahead, Ralph. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, I, I love it. man. I love this band. I, I went to New Jersey to see them like six, seven years ago. They were a bucket list band. I finally saw them and uh, Lee said, want to do this? I was like, of course, it's the rods. I know the rods. I don't have to study for this shit. Yeah. So I love it. I love the rods. I love. Uh, this is my youth. This is what I was looking for. I wasn't into what MTV was spoon feeding anybody. I would go find out shit. I'd go to my local import shop and buy a bunch of albums just by the way they looked. And, you know, the Rods live, I mean, i read about the the Rods, and then I saw the live album. I remember it was decently priced. I said, well, let me get the live album because, you know, it probably has their prime cuts. And it sure did, man. So uh, I fell in love with that live album, and I went and bought every album they ever released. And, uh and me and carl kennedy the kennedy the drummer we're, we're buddies man he came to hialeah to record an album in the studio that i work at and uh, cool. yeah and then i um what do you call um had him sign all my shit then i had him on my podcast you know he's responsible for recording like fistful of metal man award did a lot of production too man the guy and, you know, he's got a few cool bands out there, man. I can't remember now the name of them, but he's a good dude, great drummer. And this is a fucking awesome band with uh, Rob yeah. on vocals, who's Ronnie James Dio's cousin. And he was in
2: Elf with Dio.
3: Wow. Nice. Yeah.
2: Man, I didn't know any of that because none of it was posted on Wikipedia. They just They don't talk about their albums. It's just the band. And that's why I asked you, Ralph. I knew you would know. Don't need Wikipedia oh. with you. <laughs>
3: And another special thing about the Rods is that they're like, when I was a little kid, you, I, you know, D. Snyder used this metaphor, the diamond in the pocket. When you have a diamond in the pocket, let's say the Rods. I had the Rods in my pocket, and I had Metallica in my pocket. But then Metallica was taken out of my pocket and put on display where everybody loves Metallica. But back in the day when I was into the Rods, when I bought Rods Live. Nobody fucking was into Kill 'Em kill all. Just a few select people it just they probably had the same amount of fans the Rods did. But the Rods remained in my pocket where now Metallica is everybody's band. Uh, it, you know, Rods is one of these bands that never achieved greatness, but they achieved greatness to my ears. And I think yeah. their their music has aged well. And uh, it's just fuck It's just an awesome no preservative hard rock slash metal band that uh, I absolutely worship,
2: man. What about you, yeah. Lee, since you picked it?
0: Oh, yeah, I um, this is an album that I... There are many albums that I have yet to pick, but they're all like the good fruit from the tree. You know, a lot of the stuff that's commercial and that's what people buy... That's sort of like the fruit that gets dropped on the ground and gets rotten. And the good fruit, the the fruit that you have to kind of search for, that's the good stuff. And this this is one of the good stuff. I used to search for records and I used to go into the used record store and look at their metal stuff. And if it was combat, then I was sure to get it. And if it was on Enigma or whatever it was, uh, depending on the group, I I got it. And this was one of the groups that I thought, well, if it's on combat, of course, I'm going to try it. And we had a turntable there, so I listened to some of it. And was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this. And so this is my thing. This is the sort of stuff... Now, when everybody else posts on Facebook or whatever, all these groups that everybody keeps posting about, I think to myself, I get frustrated because they don't ever post stuff like this. I do. They don't know it. Well, I mean, you do. I put up
3: lightning the other day.
0: Right on. But what I mean is people who aren't cool like us or who aren't as knowledgeable as us, there's a lot of them that don't. And so, uh, and so we, I need to kind of teach them. And so that's why awesome. I picked this album. See,
3: huh? but, the, but the problem is, Lee, like, they're youngins, you know? And youngins didn't yeah. look like us. Youngins were raised on what MTV was, food or, or radio. Yeah. They weren't like us that would go to import record stores and just take a chance with how an album cover would look. Not saying I'm better than them. I'm explaining that yeah. they have a different mentality than you and I because they didn't live that life of yeah. you know youtube or downloading you know you know exactly what you're going to get no back yeah. then and we would just take chances and yeah nine out of ten times the payoff was awesome and the rod yeah. the other fucking albums are great they're all great
2: yeah now i got a uh, now uh spoiler alert i think this album is uh really good i've never heard of it or hurt yeah. i think i've heard of them From your podcast, Ralph, you mentioned them a couple times here and there. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) I I was surprised that I liked it. But I thought it was you picked it, not Lee. So, Lee, thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I know a lot about metal, too. I don't talk about it as much, but I know a lot about metal, too.
2: Yeah, I don't claim to be an expert. I just talk about what I like. So, yeah, maybe I was kind of spoon-fed on MTV. But I didn't have any friends like you guys. Like You guys had all these metal friends. I had all these idiots freaking wearing Michael Jackson gloves and fucking ducktails in school. So I didn't have any, uh, any people to look up to until I went to my first job and neighbor were metalheads and they got me into the metal. So.
0: <laughs> well, Mark- well, I was the one who, who, did the, who, who did the telling other people about what I liked. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is kind of weird. Now, why are you you giving me this? And I'm like, well, you have to hear it. So I do the same thing with you, Mark, that I did with them back in the day. And I told them that they needed to get going and learn stuff. And they were like, I want to hear the normal things. At least you'll listen. doesn't mean you always like it, but at least I make you listen.
2: Yeah, you, you make me listen. All right. <laughs> there's a lot of liked and there's a lot of dislike. So uh, what were you going to say, Ralph?
3: That what you said, it doesn't matter if you have friends or not. I mean, in your generation, not saying we're better than you. I'm just saying that it's just the way it is. Look, I think Ian's a little older than you. No. But even, even Ian falls in that category because Ian, when he was younger, he's like, oh, this is on Metal Blade or, oh, this is on, this is not on a major label, so I can't like this. That's the yeah, next man. generation after me where we didn't have MTV. We didn't have metal on the radio. We had to go out there and hunt for it. And uh, it, it just makes us a different breed. Not saying I'm better. I'm just, yep. what you explained, Mark, uh, you're, you're right except for the part of, well, I didn't have friends. Dude, even people that had friends at that time. So I had that mentality that you wouldn't go out there to an import shop. I mean, I'd get on a bus for an hour and a half to just to take a chance on records.
2: I didn't and, know, I didn't know about these places except for Tower Records. So I found yeah. out about them after I got into that. I went like to local record stores and Whittier and stuff like that. And then started finding the stuff. So
3: yeah, yeah, we had, you know, we had a place called Open Books, 90 minutes away on a bus. I didn't have a car back then. I'm talking about when I was really young and I would just take my chance. Dude, I come from an era where nobody knew who ACDC was when my 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 friend bought if you want blood and i'm like who the fuck is this i never heard of acdc you know i'll go way way back where acdc was unknown or or underground you know and and called heavy metal you know and i come from that era which is you know we didn't have MTV. we didn't have metal on the radio we had to go out there and figure it out ourselves
2: yeah i'm older than ian i'm 51. i think he's 46. Uh,
3: we both fall into kind of the same category yeah i
2: was born like you guys are born in the 60s i was born 1970 so you had that i think you had you got little in your teenage years when all this stuff was going on and i came in a little bit after but uh i didn't have any friends to show me that metallica or any bands like that or even know who metallica was uh my friend did uh In-N-Out Burger did that, and he got me Kill'em All, and then I've loved that kind of stuff. Then I got on Megadeth and other thrash bands because of my friend showing me something.
0: I was lucky because on the radio, they played the whole first side of ACDC's Let There Be Rock, and I had never heard of them. And when I heard it, it was so great that I immediately went out and bought it and became a fan.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you see, I didn't even have that convenience, you know? I mean... Yeah. I discovered ACDC in 78 with the live album because my friend bought it. And the first time I heard, I didn't like Bon Scott. I didn't yeah. like him. I was like, he sounds like an alien. I don't know about the vocals. band's okay. But now, you know, Bon Scott, I yeah. work You know, but yeah, hearing Bon Scott for the first time, 1978, and I was 13, it was like, what the fuck? What is this? Such a fucking weird voice, but yeah. Now it's like one of the greatest voices I've ever heard in my
0: life.
2: Yeah. yeah I heard Bon Scott on the radio. He, uh, the Dirty Deets, Done Dirt Cheap, when it came out in America, they played that over here yeah. a lot with frickin' uh, Queen, uh, The some, uh, some, song, uh, some song off the, uh, I think it was uh, Another One Bites the Dust. I think they came out at the same time. <laughs> and I just heard both those songs. I loved who that band was. I didn't, they never really said who ACDC was. So I didn't figure them out till I went to In and Out and the people said, have you heard if you want blood, you got it. I go, no, well, let's go buy it. And I went and bought it. And it, that's what got me into ACDC. <laughs> so I was like, damn. Cool. That was the first ACDC album I had. Same thing with Black Sabbath, but my first Black Sabbath album was Heaven and Hell. My friend t- turned me onto that. And then I went and got We Sold Our Souls and then I started liking Ozzy more. So, there, long... yeah,
3: there you go, Mark. Some friend, some friend of yours turned you on to, what was it?
2: Black Sabbath uh, and...
3: Black Sabbath. Hey, you had a friend, unlike somebody else that has a podcast called uh, So-and-So on Friends that has nobody on his podcast.
2: <laughs> That's true. Oh, man, he tried to message me the other day and I had to block him again. Oh, dude, he keeps coming he up with new accounts.
3: Own... He started, this is his third attempt at doing... A his rock and metal combat podcast and i can't be happier because i'm gonna rip all of them and then do commentary on the youtube page
2: all right well let's get into this album uh we get to the first track the title track let them eat metal what do you think about this one ralph
3: oh yeah dirty no frills traditional hardcore metal hard rock uh there's such an innocence to this music it does have like you know kind of a. ACDC riffage, you know, this is before thrash, death, and black metal was full on, you know, nothing to taint, uh, you know, the, the process in the songwriting when these guys were writing this, that's all they knew, they didn't, you know, nobody, you know, there's no band out there that can write music like this because, you know, everybody's surrounded, oh, we got to throw a little element of this, a little element of that, they didn't have a lot of elements back then, this
0: is a killer, killer anthem, leathery metal. Love it.
2: What did you think about it, Lee?
0: When I heard the song when I first had the album, I thought it was awesome. Now it's still cool, but it might not be my favorite on the album. It sounds a little bit like except to me now, which it didn't then. But the guitar work and the musicianship is still top notch. This group was ahead of their time. It's a cool song.
2: Yeah, this is a cool song to start an album with that I've never heard before. It's the first time I've ever heard them, and this song just rules. I like it's pretty raw, and the production is pretty, uh, pretty low, but the produ- it doesn't hurt. they it makes I think it gives the album a charm. <laughs> it's freaking cool, and then we get to the next song, uh, "White Lightning," which Ralph picked. So here's "White Lightning" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. White Lightning, why'd you pick that track, uh,
3: Ralph? Um, I it's you know, it's one of my favorites on here, and uh, you know, it's kind of like proto thrash speed metal but without the busy riffs. I think it's a crushing song with an awesome acoustic section that was still, uh, you know, it was very special to me hearing that, and you know, like I was saying, this is like uh, the diamond in my pocket that's still in my pocket and it's a hidden gem man white lightning it's a fucking awesome song that's why you know i had to pick two songs off here i said white lightning definitely has to be the first one that i picked so that's why i picked it because it is my favorite track on here
2: what'd you think about it uh lee
0: this is an awesome song this song is one of the reasons i wanted to do this album it's been a long time since I heard it, but it came back to me like an old friend. Heavy rock at its best. This—you can't get much better than this.
2: Yeah, this is freaking really cool. Uh, again, I've heard—I heard this album twice before I wrote my notes, and uh, it's a really good album. Uh, this is something I'm probably gonna go find on vinyl, or I heard they have a—well, mm-hmm. there's a Rock Candy remaster on CD. I might get, so that's pretty cool because I was already looking at it. I, I, I really love this song. Really killer. And then we get to the next song, Nuclear Skies. What do you think about this one, Ralph?
3: Uh, this one's like a mid-paced rocker track about living under the threat of nuclear attack. Something that was very real at the time. And uh, it has a really cool melodic vocal thing because this band has two vocal vocalists. And, uh, you know, they're kind of like the ZZ Top of Hard Rock. And because uh, one guy sounds like Dusty Hill, the other guy, I mean, doesn't sound like Dusty Hill, but yells like Dusty Hill. Well, the other guy's kind of a little more laid back like Billy Gibbons. And I love when they both combine the vocals together. And I think this song cranks, man. Love it. Nuclear Skies.
2: What do you think about it, Lee?
0: I do like this song, but the middle part seemed a little bit dramatic now for my taste. So that part could have been improved upon. But most of the song is really good and i and i dig it
2: love the riff to start the song and uh this is like twisted sister and survivor had a baby love the harmonies and the chorus and that lead is fucking awesome great song man and then we get to uh track four which you pick lead rock warriors so here's rock warriors on freeform rock podcast was Rock Warriors why'd you pick this track Lee
0: I can't help but say that this sounds totally like a Judas Priest song but when I say that I say it with the utmost of compliments because if you're going to do something that sounds like another group it might as well be one of the best with that said I love this song it's totally awesome it's one of the highlights on the album
2: yeah um, what'd you think about it Ralph
0: Uh,
3: sure, the title sounds hokey now to everyone, rock warrior, but to me, this will always be my battle cry, you know, I'm a fucking metalhead, I'm a headbanger, I'm a rock warrior, you know, I sing and write songs, but I am not a musician, I am a metalhead, headbanger, and rock warrior, and this song, hard rocking, anthemic greatness, totally flying your fist in the air. And wrecking that neck uh, to to the you know this song owns and yes Lee they played this when I saw him live and I was up front banging my head crazy and waving my fist in the air yeah rock warriors good pick there Lee
2: yeah and um, right and I, I agree with you Lee it sounded like Priest for a while for a second and then uh, I love the guy's voice the guy whoever's singing both of them they're really good I like it it's raw. Oh. Freaking kicks ass, and this song has rhythm, and this song kills. I like it a lot, and yeah, Rock Warrior's kind of hokey, but it's fucking like a fucking anthem, man. Like, freaking this is their anthem cry, or let them eat metals like an anthem cry. It's really cool.
3: You know, I gotta say, I, I, I gotta say, just the word rock back then. I remember, like, one of the first bands to hit radio and be all over the radio was F Flapper with Pyromania and, you know, even though it's not one of my favorite tracks off Pyromania, but, you know, I don't mind it in Rock of Ages. Just hearing on the radio, I want rock and roll back then was like, yeah, rock. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it sounds stupid now to everybody else, but to me, it'll always be special, the word rock. Cause if you really think about it, not a lot of bands use the word rock. You know and these guys were like we're rock warriors
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Love it. except for the scorpions they like to put like or uh acdc like to put rock in all their songs
3: <laughs> yeah yeah they, they overdo it now um but you know i mean i love rock or bust my favorite song on there is rock the house yeah so it doesn't have the same look i mean it doesn't have the same oomph when i hear bands do it now on newer tracks but man, when I was a kid hearing this, it was just special, man. It was. It felt like, you know, this is for me. He's speaking for me. And it, it's been diluted through the years where, you know, it, you, you don't even use the word rock anymore. It's got to be metal, you know, metal, metal, which is great. And I love the term metal as well, but I love the term rock. And any band that writes a song called Rock Warriors, when I was like 14 and 15, they were... they.
0: I, I, was a fan. Nice. I, I wrote lyrics to a song um and I had the idea for it, but the, the, the words it was called Rock Until You Drop and then I, I showed it to my friends and they said, This is good. You gotta, you know, get this thing copyrighted or because some group is gonna take it. Whether it be like Kiss or Ted Nugent or whoever, someone's gonna steal that from you. And then about six months later, Def Leppard comes out with their song, Rock, Rock Till You Drop.
3: Well, even before that, the first Raven album is called Rock Till You Drop.
0: Oh, well, um, was mm, mm, I I, I, then maybe I stole it from them without even knowing it. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I
3: mean, that was 1979, I
0: believe. Okay, well then that was a few years before I did mine. Mine was about nineteen eighty-two.
2: You thief. Yeah. Um and if we get to the next track, Bad Blood, what'd you think about this one, uh, Ralph? Well,
3: actually, you know, I told you um, you know, the two tracks I pick. Well, this ain't one of the tracks I pick, but I like it more than the other track I picked. But, you know, I just wanted to you know, the other track I pick is awesome though. But this is one of my, this might be my favorite actually. With White Lightning on here, it has such a driving rhythm to it. You know, if you're a fan of speeding tickets, uh, crank this and hit the highway because this song fucking owns. It's uh, it's up there, man. It's, uh, it's really tied for my favorite track, White Lightning. Love Bad Blood, one of the highlights for
2: me. What would you think about it, Lee?
0: really cool song and i love the chorus it brings me back to when i used to listen to it back in the day it's a great fist pumping sing-along type of song i really dig it
2: yeah i agree with both of you man this is a killer fucking song and a solo and the band is on fire man this band is just pumping it i love it and then we get to the next track where she's so tight what would you think about this one ralph
3: uh again so you know of the time and what I mean by that is that this is the time for this. This shit never gets old to me. You know, it's as commercial as this band can get. You know, uh, you know, it's so organic in nature. And, you know, the only mission this band has is to rock. And this song
0: fucking rocks. I love She's So Tight.
2: What do you think about it, Lee?
0: This is a really great song. It doesn't completely sound like ACDC, but it has that same swagger. And it's really cool. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album.
2: Yeah, this is a song to pop a beer to, man. A killer riff. Freaking, um, and that solo is freaking on fire on this. I, I love this track, man. I gotta, you gotta get me a copy of this album. I don't have this. And you said the other albums are really good, Ralph? Yeah, you know, my
3: favorite would be Heavier Than Thou.
2: Heavier Than Thou. I got to get that one, They're too. all
3: great, though. They're all great. But, yeah, that would be my favorite of the early stuff. Heavier Than Thou. But I love this. I love this. Uh... In the Raw is really good, too.
2: Cool. I got to check it mouth. out. And then uh, we get to the next track, which you picked. Uh... No, you didn't pick that one, Ralph. Uh, got the Fire Burning. What would you think about this one, Ralph?
3: Oh, fuck, yeah. Cranking track. Carl kicked so much ass on the drums on here. And I love Gary uh, Bondaro, what's his name again? Bordonero, I think. Bordonero. I love his vocals. That's like the bass player, and he's screaming through it. You know, like I said, he's kind of like the Dusty Hill, the band, where David Feinstein is, you know, he has more of a, not laid back, because this band fucking rocks, but Gary screams his ass off on this track. And, you know, it's
0: just to the point. I love Got the Fire Burning
2: great song what'd you think about it lee
0: this is a cool tune a little bit of the song sounded like a 50s style thing chord wise but then that got fixed and the rest of the song was really good it's a hot jam
2: yeah this is a really fucking great song like Ralph said the drones are cool i like the guitarist he's shredding on this one this is really fucking cool and then um we get to the last track um No, not the last one. I'm a rocker. What do you think about this one, uh, Ralph?
3: Oh, man, you know, hailing yourself as a rock warrior is just not enough, man. You need to repeat yourself and claim yourself as a rocker. And I can give a rat's ass if this is dated. You know, like I was saying before, you know, I am an old dude, man. You know, and I'm a stubborn fuck that I am proud to call myself a fucking rocker. An anthem song that I'm proud to live by
2: i love it what'd you think about it lee
0: i really like this song a lot it's one of my favorite songs on the album it's a deep cut but pretty much all the songs on this album are deep cuts but still i think this song is boss
2: and you're talking about getting old and this is date this is dated but you don't give a fuck but the thing is i notice a lot of kids are starting to come up with this shit because they're getting tired of edm and fucking perfect pop they're trying to go to raw, or, raw or music and listen to the Led Zeppelin and Old Black Sabbath. And I'm going, oh shit. One girl is 24 years old said, have you heard of this band called Rush? And they go, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. I think the kids are coming back to good music. That's just my opinion. Because I'm noticing it now. Before at work, people wouldn't know shit. Now all the new kids that are coming in after the pandemic. Seemed to know all the old artists, maybe because they were trapped in their house and they had to listen to, they got bored of that shitty music they were listening to and got into Rush and Sabbath and even some Ted Nugent fans, man. I was like, damn, it's fucking awesome. But this song yeah. rules, it's in your face and kicks ass. And then we get to the last song off the album, She's a Bitch. She's such a bitch that Ralph picked, so he here's She's Such a Bitch on the Freeform Rock podcast. He's such a bitch, why'd you pick this song, Lee? Uh, not Lee Ralph. Sorry, uh,
3: this song was very special to me for the time because at the time, you know, you know I've I, I dated a lot of vicious women in the past, and uh, you know, I this song, this song speak spoke to the uh, you know, the uninformed me back then, where you know, chick fucked me over, yeah, oh, fuck it, she's such a bitch. And, you know, I just loved it. But now, you know, I have a different attitude. You know, I, I, all the fucking vicious bitches that fucked me over in the past, I wish them all the best, you know. I let that shit go because, you know, if I don't, they will live rent-free in my head. And let me tell you something, Mark. There's no room in my head for these bitches <laughs> because it's occupied by Sammy Hagar. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sammy Hagar now rules. He lives rent-free in my head. And there's no room for these bitches. I do wish them all well, but at the time, it really did like, man, this girl's such a bitch. And, and, oh, and as a song, fucking cranks, dude. It's a killer ending to a killer album. Love it.
2: What'd you think about it, Lee?
0: This is a really cool song, too. This reminds me of the type of songs I used to write and how things were back in the early 80s. This is hot stuff, right on.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about Rent Free, man. Fucking Terrence, man. Every, everybody's in his head right now.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. He's trying to get on his, his uh, yearly apology tour, but it's not working.
3: <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, uh, she's such a bitch.
2: <laughs> That's what reminded me of uh, Terrence. He's such a bitch. Uh, I love the wrist, man. It's a good song to end a really good album. And frick, I got to go buy this, like I said. Um, did you did you guys want to do the bonus tracks? Because I I just stopped at this one.
0: Why <laughs> didn't give any bonus tracks? Huh? What I didn't hear any bonus tracks. Well, they
2: did a cover of Pat Benatar's "You Better Run."
3: Wow, I never heard that. I'm yeah, gonna, it's uh,
2: okay. It's okay. And then like,
3: think, I don't think that's a Pat Benatar song though. Because...
2: No, it wasn't. I looked up looked it up. It was somebody else who wrote it.
3: You know, Peter Chris covered it on his second solo album.
2: No, oh, I didn't know. Yeah,
3: was, That was before Pat Benatar. Yeah. But I think up.
2: the
0: Rascals did
3: it. Probably the Rascals originally did it. I know it's on the yeah. Peter solo album. But the best version is, well, I haven't heard of the Rods, but man, Pat Benatar's version fucking rules.
2: Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then another song called Life on the Edge, which is pretty cool. I think that would have been a good song.
3: Well, I'll look into it. That Was that on the Rock Candy?
2: Yes, arena? the Rock Candy Be- one.
3: I own that. You know, I own that. I own every Rod's album, except for Let Their Me- Me- Eat Metal on CD. That's the only one I have on CD. Nice. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess I never really noticed when I played it. But I do own that CD, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll pop it in. And
2: then they have sure. uh, two live tracks, Evil Woman, Popeye's Drum Solo, and then too hot to stop live.
3: Yeah, that's those are originals. Those are great songs.
2: Yeah, yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> I liked them also. So um, and then we get to our tracks of the week. That was our review of uh, the Rods. Let them eat metal. Uh, go out and buy things physically. Don't uh, stream this shit because these old bands like this need your money, man. <laughs> get out there and help them. And then we get to uh, the tracks of the week, and you picked the Tony Martin's uh, new album and song. As the World Burns, and I listen to this, and this song rules. <laughs> like, yeah,
3: the whole album is just, it's all killer, no filler. I'm very happy that it's doing so well. It's its number one on the Amazon uh, hard rock charts, and you know it's been added to a lot of stations. And it's doing really well for him, and uh, I can't be prouder because I've always been a big Tony Martin fan, and uh, this song
2: rules. It does, man. I was I, I pre I bought it when uh, I heard it today, and then we get to uh, Lee. Your song is Bruce, and Where's Bruce and Lang. Bruce and Lang, shake my thing, rolling jack. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty good song too, man. Yeah, I liked it. And then I picked uh, Sun b- Sun Bomb, No Tomorrows from their uh, debut album with Michael Sweet and Tracy Guns, which is freaking. Dude, the album is hard as fuck, man. Michael Sweet is hitting those high notes again. I
3: gotta gotta check it out because I'm a big fan of both, and I don't know why I haven't uh, listened to
2: it yet. Yeah, I I I, like a lot. Yeah, Michael Sweet is just like burning up his vocals on this album, man. I haven't, um, and uh, they're already recording a new Striper album, but he says he doesn't know how that's going to sound because he's blind and Oz Fox has a hearing loss in one ear. So we'll see. Yeah, and then lee your track of the week is trip on my words mm-hmm. yeah you wanted to change it but you didn't give me the title so
0: <laughs> yeah well i just died um it's it's fine to um do this and i can have the next song be something else this song has um words and um me singing on it and the other one didn't so you might think this is a little bit better as a change of pace, to get back to my vocals.
2: I like your vo- vocals. You've been giving me all instrumental songs lately, and I've been I've been disappointed in you.
0: <laughs> like damn, <laughs> I like to hear Come your on. vocals.
2: Hey, uh, uh, uh Ralph, right. you want to promote your stuff, buddy?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, greatest podcast known to man. Um, I'm also going to be doing commentary to the Terrence Rock and Metal Combat podcast on the YouTube page. Which will be hilarious. Uh, I no longer do my radio show. And, uh, what else do I got? Oh, my most successful thing, the almost human YouTube page now at 25,000 subscribers. Yay. Yeah. Yay, me. Oh, by the way, guys, I gotta say, I was thoroughly entertained binge watching your YouTube videos. Um, it, was a train wreck. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. <laughs> it was a train wreck, but you know what? Train wrecks. You can't keep your eyes off it. You can't turn away. And uh, I binge watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it for all the wrong reasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like that. that boi- just, just, just like that. Right po- just like those poison albums, right? You enjoy them for the wrong reasons. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. And uh, coming up on my. When does this go up, Mark?
2: It's going to go up Friday.
3: Okay, so it was yesterday. Um, Thursday, I'm putting up, somebody donated for me to do the first two Poison albums track by track. So check it out. Uh, Almost Human, check out the Suck versus Suck. Look what the cat drags in versus Open Up and Say Ah. And I will say this, since everybody's hearing this, I found a whole new giant respect for Poison, believe it or not. Because while listening to Poison, I thought, This band played arenas. They were huge. With this lack of talent and horrible songwriting, they busted their ass. They worked hard and I applaud them for achieving such success with such little musicianship. And I I contribute that all to really working hard. So believe it or not, I am saying something positive about Poison.
2: Yeah. um... Another question I want to ask is, are you still doing Thrash or Die? What's going on with that? We're all like,
3: Yeah, yeah, Thrash or Die is still together, but my drummer is drumming with Yngwie Malmstein, so he's busy. Uh, My bass player is in Malevolent Creation, and I saw Malevolent Creation this past Friday, and the guitar player Phil, the original member, uh, passed out drunk in the middle of the first song. It was a train wreck. It was like, watch the Freeform Rock podcast YouTube page. It was awesome. It was. It was
2: yeah, go ahead. <laughs> It was like me listening to the new Inve scene album. That was a train wreck too. I go, why did I buy it? Oh, God. yeah, I haven't,
3: I haven't heard it yet. But yeah, it's whole, he doesn't play drums on it because uh, Inve refuses to use drums on his album. It's all drum machine.
2: Yeah, it's all he does is play straight. There's no like breaks. He just jamming and there's no rhythm. <laughs> It's not like Joe Satriani where he sings with a guitar. This guy is just playing to play. And the production's horrible. But he did give you. I got the deluxe edition where I got like a coaster guitar picks and and lots of cool stuff. But that's what he. (laughs) If he had to do that to give me this album, no thanks.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
3: but you bought it, dude. And that's good, man. I bought it.
2: He got money. All right, man. Wanna thank you, Ralph, for being on here. Thanks for watching our YouTube uh podcast. Our I will show. do that again though. Ah.
3: <laughs>
2: there's a new one up well, every, there's party. a new one up every week.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. And I did listen to the Limp Biscuit episode you guys
2: did. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was quite easy. And Nate likes uh the Who better than uh, likes the no Limp Biscuit better than the Who. <laughs> no man,
3: I am one. I am one that did whatever the fuck you like. I respect it. But there are exceptions. (laughs) Holy how the fuck. Did you actually hear Lynn Biscuit do behind Blue Eyes?
2: I did, yeah. It's horrible. What about you,
0: Lee? Yeah, I heard it.
3: Holy crap. What the fuck, man? What's wrong with me? Almost broke up my band because of that, because he likes my band. And so we must fuck. If you like if you think that, I love you Nate, but motherfucker, you need medication.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. All right, Ralph, we want to thank you for coming on here and uh hey, thanks for having me, man. All right, thanks for coming back, man. I love I love your podcast and you're right, it is the best podcast on the podcasting man. streams and same thing uh Blue Geeks number 2. <laughs>
3: Right on man. You know, Mark, you know, me and you, we've had our we have our turbulence. I think you're a good guy, but I'm still keeping my eye open, waiting for you to get pissed at me again.
2: Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm an asshole. Sometimes it's caused by a little bit of drinking, so I get stupid yeah. and I don't think. So just take a note, man. Leave Ralph alone. I I will. All right, man. Let me
3: be, let me be this fucking hater you to shit you love, and you can hate the shit I love and we can live very peacefully that way. That's Just fine. Respect that I, hate it and I respect whatever the fuck. I, I, I heard that episode, you bashing King Diamond, who I worship with all my heart. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool, dude. If you can't get into King Diamond, that's awesome to me, man. It's it, it, it's You've got to be you, dude. You have to be you. If you listen to King Diamond and say, this guy sounds like a retarded canary, you know, it's like, hey, man, I, I respect that because... We all can't think alike and whatever the fuck you hate that I love, I respect it, brother. Just you know respect me when I bash on shit you like, you know? Uh no, I, get I don't care out
0: because nobody seems to have the same kind of mental state that I do. So I feel alone. So that's why I scream and get upset. Yeah, you're
3: a lost cause.
2: That's
0: why
3: I <laughs>
2: article. Yeah. No, I I've listened to Merciful Fate and King Diamond. And I just can't get into it and that's cool well, if people, if the music's really good, it's just his voice. So I have all the respect for King. It's just not my thing. It's an acquired taste, yeah.
3: King Diamond. Either you get it or you don't. That's it. You know.
2: It's just like that's Rush. It. A lot of people hate Rush because of Getty's voice, and I understand why. I don't. Why they don't? Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, that's understandable too. He doesn't have that. You know, he has a unique voice. The guy, my favorite thrash band, Violence. Either you like Sean or you him. there's no middle ground, you know, So it's all good, dude. It's all good. Like, whatever the fuck I like, and you hate it, be vocal about it. Because it's not gonna offend me. Because you know what, man, at the end of the day, when you put on your 5150 or your OU812, you love it. So therefore, what I think of it doesn't affect your love for those albums. Therefore, keep enjoying it. And as i say and i always say it's, it is my motto i hate bands not the fans
2: yeah i just i i don't when you put up something i don't like i just scroll on by i don't even want to comment on it and be a debbie downer on your post i want you to celebrate yes. your music you know
3: That's right. i don't do that either i don't go to people's threads and you know
2: say sucks and, sucks. and
3: believe bushy posts a lot and i never i never say nothing
2: oh you know? i say shit to bushy because he he likes it <laughs> yeah
3: i love i love bushy man
2: i love bushy he divorced me last week and then we got remarried this week weird but uh because of his uh, football team all right man thanks for coming on again ralph check out uh ralph on the Vieira vault also If he didn't say that and uh check out lee uh on his podcast what is it lee
0: the Lee Gristman Show.
2: All right. Thank you for saying your last name because I can't. Uh, <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. Mark. Yeah. Say
3: Sammy Hagar.
2: Sammy Hagar.
3: Dude, you said it right. You always call him Sammy Hagar.
2: Yeah, I suck at annunciations of names sometimes. Annunciations. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oh, like Siznak, I
3: can't say that.
2: I can say Cisnack. That's weird. I can't say my partner's name, no. All right, man. Lee, say goodbye, man. Let's get out of
0: here. Okay, goodbye, man. Let's get out of here.
3: you will see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.